Hey guys, it's Jess with the Fitness, Food, and Life with Jess podcast. It is around 9 a.m. on December 23rd. It is a Wednesday. Um, Oliver is currently at a physical therapy appointment with Daniel, so I have the house to myself. It feels pretty good considering the fact that I've been with Oliver Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday all by myself, and I'm a bit tired. Um, yeah, so I am excited to have a, like a, an hour home alone, so I am going to do the podcast with that hour, so I kind of feel like I got hit by a truck. <laughs> I had a glass of wine last night. I'm telling you, one glass of wine, and I woke up feeling like I got hit by a truck, so I guess that's what happens when you're almost 30. I'm not sure. But yeah, so I don't feel very well. But here I am. I am super excited to do this podcast today. Um, Yeah, the last few days have been a bit brutal. Oliver's in this like stage of life where he's a bit needier. Um, He's constantly telling me to sit down. And if I don't sit down, he literally throws the world's biggest temper tantrum that I've ever seen. Yesterday, I tried to stand my ground and I was just, you know, trying to do stuff around the house. He was telling me to sit down. I would tell him like, mommy's doing some things. She's not gonna sit down. And I kid you not, it was like insane. 40 minutes straight, he was like screaming and like throwing himself on the ground, telling me to sit down. And I would hold him and be like, it's okay, you're fine. Or like get on his level and be like, it's fine. And no, it was not fine. He was crazy. And even after I did eventually sit down, after like 40 minutes, I couldn't handle anymore. Um, I sat down, he was still like in a mood because I was not sitting down. And then when I do sit down, he just does his own thing. Like he'll play with his books, he'll look at them. He'll, you know, watch Coco Melon, play with his toys. But I'm sitting and half the time he's not even with me, but he likes when I sit down. So yeah, this isn't a parenting podcast. So if you have any parenting tips, throw them at me because clearly your girl's struggling. So yeah, any tips on how to make it so that I don't have to sit all freaking day (laughs) with Oliver climbing on me and playing independently while I have to sit like a blob all day. It's the worst Honestly, the thing I'm most excited about Daniel being off today is the fact that I won't have to just like sit all day. It's like, oh, it's the worst. I hate it. So yeah, the step count has been struggling the last few days and I feel so blob-like. Yeah, so I've been virtual teaching Monday and Tuesday and now it is officially holiday break. So I am off work until January 4th. So I'm super excited about it. I'm going to do my first interview podcast on December 29th, and I'm really excited, but also nervous. Um, I'm lucky enough that today for this podcast that I am completely alone, but on the 29th, um, Daniel will be here with Oliver and Herbert, and I'll be in this room, so hopefully it's quiet enough for the interview. (laughs) So anyways, let's get into today's podcast topic. So so today's topic podcast topic I can't talk is on how to start your fitness journey how to start your fitness journey so we are about to hit into the new year where literally 
one second, you know, it was Christmas time and there was candy and cookies and all this beautiful stuff in the front of every single store, like literally every single store. And then like a week later, every single store you're going to walk in five below the Dollar Tree, Walmart, Target, TJ Maxx, and it's going to be workout stuff everywhere. Even the Target dollar spot is not, you know, missed. Like literally every time they have like those little workout sliders, you know, workout towels, workout gear. So yeah, (laughs) it's so funny because everyone's eating all the cookies. And then yeah, the next time you go in the store, it's like, bye-bye cookies. Hello, workout gear. So yeah, we're about to enter the biggest time of year for workout gear sales and gym memberships. So it's about to get pretty crazy. It's a big transition. (laughs) So I wanted to talk about how to start your fitness journey and actually keep with it and actually succeed because I feel like so many people start their fitness journey around this time of year, but very rarely do they actually stick with it. So I wanted to talk about how to actually stick with it. I'm going to take a sip of water real quick. Okay, so the first thing you need to do when you are starting your fitness journey is you need to figure out why are you starting it so that you have that why to go back to whenever you're doubting yourself. So for me, why I started it was because literally I felt like crap all the time. I felt fatigued, tired. I was in my 20s, but I felt like an old woman. (laughs) So I just, and every time I would walk by a mirror, I would be like, is that really what I look like right now? Um, My clothes were, I was changing clothing sizes like all the time. Like I would rotate through three or four sizes of pants for the year. Like that's not normal. I'd be like a size whatever this time of year and then go up two sizes this time of year. I was tired of that. Like, I was tired of reaching for my jeans to put them on and wondering, are they going to fit this month? Because if not, I have nothing to freaking wear. So that that's my why, one of my whys. Your why. What's your why? Do you want to feel better? Do you want to comfortably be able to play with your kids? I hear this a lot where people tell me that it's really hard for them to get on the ground or run around with their kids. And that's heartbreaking. Everyone wants to be able to play with their kids. Do you want to be stronger? Are you looking to you know, be able to actually pick things up and carry them on your own because that's a good goal. Um, Do you want to be faster? My dad is trying to qualify for the Boston Marathon. That's freaking amazing. That's an awesome goal to have. Do you want to look good naked? Are you like me and walked by the mirror and you're like, oh, dude, really? That's what I look like? Yeah, that's a perfectly good goal as well. Like, I know a lot of people get a little pissy when it comes to aesthetic goals, but I don't think there's anything wrong with having aesthetic goals, okay? Everyone wants, everyone wants to look good, okay? Anyone that tells you that they don't care about what they look like is a liar. Everyone wants to look good. So do not get mad when, (laughs) I don't understand why people get mad when people say that they want to lose weight because they want to look good. It's fine. You're allowed to do that. You are allowed. I give you my permission. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, there's there's a multitude of reasons why you might want to start your fitness journey, whether it's to lose weight, gain muscle, whatever you want to do. If you want to reach a goal, like strength goal or pace, like running fast goal, there's so many reasons. 
Okay, then you need to find your how. How are you going to do this? How are you going to do your fitness journey? So how often and when are you going to work out? I really recommend you try to write out a plan and include this stuff in it. So how often and when are you going to work out? You need to figure out what works best for your schedule. So for me, before having Oliver, the best thing for me, I am not a morning person. Well, now I am, but I'm not a morning person. So the best thing for me in my child-free life was after school. I'm a teacher. After school, I would just go right to the gym, literally right to the gym. Um, What's going to work best for you? I know a lot of people when they try to go after work and they go home in between, that can be something that causes them to not go back out to the gym because they lay on their couch or whatever. And they're like, yeah, screw this. So something I recommend is either going before work, if you work or after work and not taking like little breaks, just because for a lot of people, when you give yourself the opportunity to lay on your couch, you're not going to want to get back up. So yeah, think about when you can work out for me now, after having Oliver, the best time is before he wakes up because If you have a toddler or a child, you understand that when they wake up, sometimes it can be really hard to get anything productive done. So for me, knowing that I did my workout just sets me up for success for the day. Like I did my workout, you know, I feel great about myself. I feel good. The endorphins are running through me. I can, you know, be with Oliver all day or be at school all day and know that I did something for myself. And I just feel great for the day. If I had to work out after Oliver went to sleep or um, after work, I think now I would be toasted. I couldn't do it. But everyone's different. And for you, working out after your child or children or whatever goes to sleep, that might be the best option. So you just really, this is very personal. Don't get caught up in all the science behind when is the best time to work out? Uh, What's going to be the most optimal? The most optimal time for you to work out is going to be when you can be the most consistent. If the, even if science did say that morning workouts were the best, are they really going to be the best for you? If you only show up for your workouts 30% of the time? No. If you show up for your night workouts 80 to hundred percent of the time, and you show up for morning workouts 30% of the time, do night workouts, do what works best for you. Honestly, the science does not support that there's like really a best time to work out. Work out when it's best for you, when it's most easy for you to be consistent. Okay. And then you need to think how long, how long do you have to work out? How much time do you have? And honestly, don't get caught up in this either. I used to work out for an hour and a half. Most times when Oliver before Oliver was born, I'd go to the gym after school and work out for a freaking hour and a half. Now, after having a child, my time is a lot I don't have that much time. So now my workouts are usually between 30 minutes to an hour. Really depends. Like if Daniel's watching Oliver, I'll take my freaking sweet time and my workout might last an hour. But most days, um, you know, I'm kind of on my own. So my workouts are usually between 30 and 40 minutes. So my average workout I just shared on my Instagram story yesterday is 36 minutes. So, and guess what? In my opinion, I feel even better and even stronger and even fitter than I did before Oliver was born. So really, as long as you're challenging yourself and um, doing your best during your workouts, it really doesn't matter how long they are. Just do them. (laughs) So another thing is, what equipment do you have access to? I know a lot of gyms are closed right now. I know Amazon is going to 
is sold out of a lot of workout equipment. It's hard to come by. Honestly, if you really want workout equipment and you see it on Amazon, don't wait because these new year, the new year resolutions are about to be hitting hard and all that Amazon stuff that you see that is available now, isn't going to probably be available in a week or two. So if you want it, get it now. Um, so think about what you have access to. I have posted about resistance bands before, and I do think, I still think that they are an amazing option if you don't have, um, you know, a dumbbell or barbell set or something like that. So I do, if you go to my Instagram and go to my link tree in my link in bio, and then my Amazon favorites, I do have a fitness um, list and I have the resistance bands that I recommend if you don't have access to weights. And if you want them, I recommend you get them now because they are probably gonna sell out. I use them and honestly, they're an amazing alternative to using dumbbells or barbells. They're great, I, I love them. I, I use them now even when I have access to my dumbbells. So highly recommend. So yeah, there are also tons of workouts you can do without equipment. So you just have to think about what equipment are you gonna have access to, if any. And you know, you're gonna have to figure out what workouts are you gonna be doing. If you don't have equipment, you're going to have to be a little bit more creative in what workouts you do. So you're just going to have to look into what you're going to be doing. And what I recommend personally is strength training. So even if you can't, you know, use workout dumbbells or barbells, there's still a lot you can do like push-ups, planks, squats. So just kind of research that and see what you can do. Um, where are you going to work out? Are you going to be working out at the gym like I did before I had Oliver? Are you going to be working out at home like I do now that I have Oliver? Um, there's no wrong answer. Just you need to know that when you're coming up with your plan for yourself. Okay, time for another sip of water. Okay, we talked about the workout part. How many calories are you planning on eating? So working out, if your goal is weight loss, Working out does not inherently cause weight loss. Trust me, I've been working out for eight months, five times, four to five times a week for, yeah, for the last eight months. And guess what? I've maintained my weight that whole time. So not everyone that works out wants to lose weight and not everyone that works out is going to lose weight. A lot of people get confused by this. They think I need to lose weight. And the first thing that they think of is I need to work out. Okay. The first thing that you need to think of if you want to lose weight is your nutrition, your calories. How many calories are you eating? You need to figure that out. And guess what? If you don't have a food scale, you have no clue how much you're eating. Trust me. I would be like, I'm only eating 1,200 calories. And I would be logging my food on my fitness pal, you know? I'd just be like, yeah, this is one serving of pasta. Yeah, this is one serving of this. This is one serving of that. No, you have absolutely no idea what you are eating if you don't consistently weigh and track your food. I don't care if you have measuring cups, measuring spoons, those aren't accurate either. If you don't have a food scale, you have no idea how much you're eating. So one thing I recommend is starting to track calories and getting a food scale. So what I recommend for tracking your calories is looking into, on my link in bio, on my Instagram, I have a link to the if it fits your macro free calculator and the Jordan Syatt calorie calculator. If you really want to go 
track macros. I recommend that if it fits your macros calculator, but I lean more towards recommending the Jordan Syatt calorie calculator because it focuses on calories and protein. And if you listen to my first official podcast about my journey, I talk about how I started out macro tracking really intensely. And then eventually I fell into tracking my calories and protein and just let the carbs and fats fall where they may. And honestly, nothing changed. Like when I started doing that, my results still happened. I still was losing weight. So honestly, that's what I recommend. It's just easier. It's less work, less math. I felt like I was playing freaking Tetris. I was playing freaking Tetris when I was tracking macros with the fats and the carbs. It was so hard to freaking hit it all the time. So I highly recommend the Jordan Sight Calorie Calculator. It's very simple. It's goal body weight times 12 is your calorie goal. And then I believe it's one gram of protein per pound of your goal body weight is your protein goal. Watch the video, highly recommend it. And even if say your goal weight was 150. So according to that video, your protein goal would be 150. I know that's pretty high, but just try to hit it as close as you can. The goal, in my opinion, should be to hit it as closely as you can. Be on target with your calories and just be as close as you can with the protein. You're, you're still going to see success and lose weight if you're in a calorie deficit. And another thing to mention is that there is no perfect calorie calculator. A lot of people look at those calorie calculators online and they're like, well, there's this calorie calculator and this calculator, and they're both saying different things. Okay, pick one. Pick one. I don't recommend using MyFitnessPal's recommendations because they are probably going to say, okay, eat 1,200 calories. I recommend using MyFitnessPal to track, but I never would recommend to eat the amount that they recommend. So find a good calorie calculator. I recommend that if it fits your macros one or the Jordan Syatt one and consistently track using a food scale and logging in an app like MyFitnessPal for 30 days, not three days, not four days, not five days, 30 days. That's what I recommend. Track consistently for 30 days. Okay. Then you're going to look at your weight from day one to day 30 and see what happened. If you lost any weight, like even like half a pound, I recommend that you stick with those calories. Okay. I know a lot of people will be like, but that's not enough weight. I know. I know it doesn't seem like enough weight, but your friend Karen doing keto over there might have lost 10 pounds this month and you might have only lost like half a pound to like three pounds. But guess what? You are going to probably be able to keep that weight off. And keto Karen is probably already given up at Christmas time when the cookies come out. And guess what? You can still eat a cookie and fit it in your calories. <laughs> she is trying not to eat the carbs. So what I recommend is trying to sustainably lose weight. So in order to sustainably lose weight, you might not lose 10 pounds in a month. You might only lose one or two pounds. So just do the best you can. And I recommend, like I said, if you're losing weight on a month-to-month basis, then stick with that calorie calculation. You can, weigh your say, you can weigh yourself every day like I do, but do not compare your day-to-day or even week-to-week weights. There are so many fluctuations that take place. It's not worth it.
don't compare them. You're going to freak out. So if you're losing weight on a month-to-month -month basis, I say stick with those calorie calculations. Okay, say you're not losing weight on a month-to-month -month basis. Then I recommend taking your calories down maybe 50 to 100 calories a day, maybe, and doing it for like around another 30 days and seeing what happens. This is a big experiment. And you might be saying, Jess, but I wasted all this time. I'm wasting all this time trying to figure out the right calorie calculation for me. This is not a waste of time. You are not going to be weighing and tracking your food for the rest of your life. I haven't weighed my food in forever, but the time that I spent weighing and tracking my food has been priceless for me. I have so much freedom when I eat now. I don't have to weigh and track, and I also am in control of my weight, and that is something so priceless. So don't get caught up in, well, I it's a waste of time. I can't give up that much time. I need to see results now. Okay. If you want sustainable results, you're probably not going to see results now. You're probably going to have to be patient and you're going to have to experiment with yourself because you want to figure out what's the most amount, what's the most, the maximum calories that I can eat and still lose weight because calorie calculators like MyFitnessPal are going to set you up for, or Noom are going to set you up for like 1200 calories. And guess what? Most people are not going to be able to sustain their weight loss with that. They're not going to be able to keep up with it. So you want to figure out the maximum amount of calories you can eat while still losing weight. Slow and steady wins the race with this one here. Okay. And then, so yeah, like I said, you need to, what I recommend personally is weighing your food, tracking it in an app like MyFitnessPal, um, figuring out if you're going to be tracking your macros or doing protein and calories, like I said. Um, are you going to hire a trainer? That's another thing to consider. So all this stuff you have to figure out on your own if you don't have a trainer. And of course, you can message people like me, even if I'm not your trainer. And I'm perfectly happy to talk to you and discuss this stuff with you. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. It's so fun for me. So yeah, are you going to hire a trainer? Because if you do hire a trainer, that definitely takes a lot of the guesswork out. Um, instead of you having to figure out all this stuff, they're going to help walk you through and guide you through it with your workouts and probably with your nutrition too. So that's just something to consider. I did not hire a trainer. It wasn't really something that I really wanted to do. I kind of wanted to figure it out on my own, but I do recommend if you can afford it, hiring a trainer is a great tool to help you expedite the process. Um, not really expedite how fast your weight loss is, but how fast you figure out everything. And it's just easier when you have someone, you know, kind of guiding you through. Okay. So those are all things to think about as you go through your action plan. And things to remember is the first month is really hard and it will get easier. So the first month for me, oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, thinking back to January 2018, my first month. Oh, man. Yeah, I didn't want to do crap. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do this. But then when it would come time for me to actually go to the gym and work out, I'm like, hell no. But I went and I did it. Okay. So I didn't want to. I did it. Okay. And you know, the first week you might kind of have a little bit of drive because it's, you know, the first week. Everyone in the first week is like, I can do this. But then, you know, the second week comes, the third week comes, the fourth week comes, and you're like, D 
dude, why? Why did I say I would do this? So that's going to be the moment that you're going to have to think about why are you doing this and just keep pushing. It's super hard at first. You're not going to want to, you know, wake up before your kids and work out. You're not going to want to go after work or before work to the gym or work out at home. But you need to go anyways. There is no way to stay motivated. I'm not motivated half the time. I'm planning on working out after this podcast. I still feel like kind of like I'm dying from one glass of wine because I'm I don't know why I struggle so much with alcohol, but that's how it is. And, you know, I'm not going to work out after this podcast because I'm motivated to. Heck, I don't have a kid in the house right now. I could just sit and binge watch YouTube or something, and that would be fun. But I'm going to work out because I'm disciplined. You have to be disciplined. That's something that you're going to learn quickly. You're not going to wake up wanting to work out or go after work. You're not going to want to do it most of the time. You have to be disciplined. Think about how you're going to feel afterwards. That's what you need to do. Think about after. Think about how you're going to feel in six months. You have to think to the future because right now you don't want to. Schedule your workouts in advance and actually show up for them. That's the hardest part. It's easy to say, I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow or I'm going to work out before my child wakes up. What's harder is doing it. You need to show up. If you have to tell yourself that you're only going to work out 10 minutes and then you can stop, do it. Most people, when they actually put the workout clothes on and they've actually gotten through that first 10 minutes, they're ready and they want to keep going because they did all that work. The hardest part is actually showing up. And again, like I said, figuring out your calorie calculations and everything and what workouts you want to do is not a waste of time. I repeat, not a waste of time. Just because you're not losing weight or gaining muscle or whatever the first few months or whatever, if you're still learning, it is not a waste of time. You can Are you planning on eating forever? Yeah, this is not a waste of time. You have to eat for the rest of your life. Figuring out how to eat for your goals is so priceless. You, this is not a waste of time. And again, like I said, you're not going to be weighing and tracking forever. So this time weighing and tracking is so helpful and important. So remember when you're weighing and tracking that you don't have to do this forever. This is just to teach you portion sizes and stuff like that. You will not have to do it forever. Okay. So, and you don't have to be miserable. I used to work out and do these like terrible workouts. I thought that in order to see results, I had to be like suffering hardcore or something. So I do like all these burpees, all these mountain climbers. I would run a lot. And I'm not saying any of those things are bad. Some people really enjoy to do those things or some people really enjoy challenging themselves with workouts like that, jumping workouts, super cardiovascular workouts. For me, it was freaking torture and I would not want to show up for my workouts each day. I would be like, hell no, please don't make me do this. It was like torture. I have selfies that I took during workouts I did where they involved lots of jumping exercises. And I was like, I hate working out. I don't understand people that do like it. And everyone's different with what they enjoy. But if there's something that you absolutely hate, don't freaking do it. I mean, obviously, if you hate all working out, you're going to have to, I would figure out what you can tolerate and get into it. And maybe as you go farther in your working out journey, maybe you'll start to like things that you didn't really like before. Like, I didn't like any working out. But then when I started lifting weights, I realized that, okay, I like this. I mean, like, I didn't like love it at first, but I didn't hate it 
like I did with the jumpy, jumpy workouts. Okay. So find what you can tolerate. Cause I know a lot of people when I ask like, what, what do you enjoy? What exercises do you enjoy? And they're like, I don't enjoy any exercises. Okay. What can you tolerate? So start out thinking, what can I tolerate? And start out doing that show up. Because once you show up for your workouts, eventually you'll be able to start adding things and doing things that are a bit more challenging after you show up, which is the hardest part, okay? Because again, like I said, the most important part, if you're trying to lose weight, of course, that's what I'm speaking about the most because that's my experience is weight loss. Um, If you're trying to lose weight, remember, you can do all the workouts in the world, but if you're not in a calorie deficit with your food, you're not, you're not going to lose weight. So keep in mind when you're doing your workouts that this isn't really about weight loss. But I find that when people do work out, when they're trying to lose weight, they are better, they're in a better mindset to be able to stick with those calories that are required for them to lose weight. Okay. Another thing, you do not have to be perfect or know everything to get started. Okay. When I first started working out, I knew nothing. Like I said in my other um, podcast episode about my journey, I started out doing classes because you know, you show up and you're told what to do. That's what I did. You don't have to know everything to get started. Show up, work hard, challenge yourself, and, you know, educate yourself the best you can along the way, and you can adapt your workouts as you go. I started out with the classes because someone would tell me what to do. Then eventually I followed, like, Instagram and YouTube videos kind of guiding me through strength training workouts. Now I kind of create my own plan based on my goals, and it's a lot more structured and a lot more purposeful eventually you'll get to that point, but don't feel like you have to be like super, you know, on point with like the most perfect workouts ever at the beginning, because you're not, you need to learn first. So start out just challenging yourself and showing up. And eventually as you learn more, you can adapt and change your workouts. Okay. So I'm kind of looking at my article as I go, just to kind of make sure I don't miss anything. Yeah. And like I said, strength training is the thing that I recommend the most, just because, I mean, that's what I have experience with, but I find that most people tell me that they want to tone and like look toned. Um, and something to think about is if you're only going to the elliptical, like I used to forever ago, if you're showing up to the gym and the only thing you're doing is, um, going on the elliptical for an hour each day, you're not going to get that toned look that you want. If you want that toned look in quotation marks, um, you're going to have to strength train and challenge yourself. So that doesn't mean you have to be like the hawk, but you need to challenge yourself. And people say, well, how much weight should I be lifting? That is so personable. And um, it's different for everyone and for every workout. Like some workouts, I'm lifting more weights than others. So you're just going to have to see what challenges you. Um, The last few reps of an exercise should be challenging. You shouldn't be like, you know, have being able to carry this like super peppy conversation during it you should be challenged it should be hard and um sweat doesn't necessarily mean that the workout was good or bad I don't sweat at all like ever I barely sweat ever it has to be really hot or I have to be doing some insane cardio to sweat so just because you don't sweat doesn't mean it's not a good workout just because you do sweat doesn't mean it is a good workout soreness same thing Um, I'm not sore that often now, but I was a little bit at the beginning, but yeah, being sore or not sore doesn't necessarily mean it was good or bad. So yeah, but like I said, strength training, if your goal is to have like that tone physique, definitely 
make sure you get into strength training. And even if you don't care about what you look like, strength training is just so good for so many reasons. There's so many benefits. Another thing I recommend is getting some movement in outside of your workout time. If the only time you're moving in your day is when you work out, then it just, I don't know. It's just not optimal. Try to get some steps in during your day. Even if you don't do like cardio, um, like actual, like, you know, treadmill running or anything crazy like that. Um, make sure you are trying to move throughout your day. Even if you don't have like a step counter, try to move throughout your day. Even if that's just at work or at home, try to get up and get some steps in. It's just good for your body. You'll feel so much better for doing it. Okay. So that's, that's basically what I wanted to talk about today. And of course I may have missed something hard to say. Um, but if you have any questions, please feel to reach out to me. My email is fitnessnfoodwjess at gmail.com. And my Instagram is fitnessnfoodwjess on Instagram. That's my Instagram handle. So please reach out to me if you have any questions or concerns. Again, if you are um, curious about some of these things and you don't have a trainer or anything like that, feel free to message me. I'm not an expert but I am willing to message anyone that needs some help. Um, I hope you guys have an awesome day and I will see you in my Instagram stories.